0: Daily Rios for Wednesday, July 11th, 2012. It's New Comics Wednesday, people. I'm, like, surrounded by comics uh, at the moment because I just got back from my local comic shop here in Philadelphia, South Philly Comics, which is literally, you know, blocks away from my house. Picked up a few things there. And I have some uh, DCBS packages, discount comic book service packages. I send my packages to another place uh, so that they're safe when when they arrive. And I, I have about two months' worth of packages here. And one of the boxes is gigantic. It's a giant diamond comics box. I I thought maybe it was a mistake, that maybe it was somebody else's shipment, but it's mine. And I realized why it was so big is because uh, in it is the IDW David Mazzucchelli Born Again Artist's Edition hardcover, which I I knew I was getting. I I ordered it. I knew it was coming. Uh, But I didn't remember that that would be in that shipment. So it's in there. I haven't pulled it out yet to look at it, but I, I cannot wait to look at this, if if you don't know what these are, these IDW has been putting together artist edition hardcovers, where they take an artist and they take their work and they show you the original art, the same size, I think, as 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 if they were drawing it as an art page. Uh, if not, it's close to it, and it's a hardcover, and it's just the artwork. So they did it with Walt Simonson's Thor. I think they did it with a John Romita Spider Man, and they're going to do it with. Uh, I think Joe Kubert's Tarzan. This one I was really interested in because it is the entire Born Again saga. Uh, it's not just random issues here and there of their work. It is the actual Born Again book. Uh, th- they're great. I, I, this one I'm, I'm really stoked for, and I, I hope they do more like this where they actually try to get one story arc in there or at least a number of consecutive pages. When it's piecemeal, I'm not so interested, but if it's a consecutive story, I'm there. So... That's in there. Can't wait to break that out. At South Philly Comics, I, I just happened to like look through the dollar box, and I I picked this up. But I wasn't. This wasn't something I was going to talk about. But I, I thought I have to talk about this because this is so weird. <laughs> it's called the Critics' Choice Magazine Focus on Superman, Man of Steel by James Van Hees Came out in the publishing date says nineteen eighty seven. It uh, was six ninety five, and it looks kind of like the old graphic novel size uh, in the eighties. You know, Marvel and DC used to put out those graphic novels that were larger than comic books, and it kind of reminds me of that. And I'm going to read some of the introduction, but uh, it breaks down and reviews the entire John Byrne Man of Steel one through six miniseries, and then the first four issues of his Action, and then the first five issues of John Byrne's Superman. You know, when you look at it, obviously they, they clipped together promotional material from all of the ads uh, that they were putting out leading up to Superman uh, John Byrne's revamp. Uh, and it's kind of funny, the indicia says here, "...reproduction by any means is strictly prohibited without prior written permission." All photos are copyright 1987 DC Comics Inc. and used only for illustrative purpose in this reference work. So they're calling this a reference work, which is how they can get away with uh, putting in all this artwork, work. But you know, you have to ask permission if you want to reproduce their their work. So I don't know. Whatever. This was this came out of California, Canoga Park, California. Printed in Canada, So I just want to read a little of the introduction, because as I said, this is sort of a, a critical analysis of John Byrne's Superman, and uh, the beginning of the introduction says, The cover of this comic from the summer of 86 declares it the comics event of the century, which is a rather big promise to live up to. What it actually reveals itself to be is just John Byrne's reinterpretation of the Superman legend. This is by no means the first time that the character has had a facelift, but it's the first time that DC has made it so all-encompassing. This is because the sale of the Superman family of titles had been on the decline for some time. Reading them we see that they aren't bad stories, just ordinary ones which occasionally are better than average. As with any comic book character, the stories were as good as the writer who penned them. And then he goes on to talk about what Frank Miller did to Daredevil. Uh, He says here, But DC apparently felt that the damage to the Man of Steel went so deep that readers needed to be lured back. This was done when John Byrne expressed interest in taking over the character. In the year which has passed since his takeover, we've seen that Byrne just chucked the old continuity to create a new one. But by and large, the stories really aren't any better or worse than what had predated Byrne's takeover. Certainly none of them are as good as the couple stories which Alan Moore did. That issue is done by Moore and Gibbons, whose miniseries The Watchmen may well be judged by posterity as the real comics event, as it does do something different with his subject. He goes on to talk about the changes, he, uh, continuity, he mentions, mentions Frank Miller, what Frank Miller did with Dark Knight Returns, uh, what Stan Lee is doing in the Spider-Man newspaper strips, separating continuity out from the, the books, and, and what, is the, who, what is the real version, et cetera, et etc. Cetera. And then at the end he wraps it up by saying, What we'll do in our reviews is examine what Byrne has done with the Man of Steel and see how well it works. Whether or not it's really different from the old Superman isn't important. It sells better than the old Superman, which is all DC really wanted Byrne to accomplish. He did this, and so, from DC's point of view, John Byrne's Man of Steel is clearly a success. And that's how the introduction ends, and then they go on to review it. And I haven't dug into any of the reviews, but uh, I just thought it was interesting some of the stuff he's bringing up that uh, he feels, I guess he feels the stories aren't any better or any worse, uh, that it was maybe a a little unnecessary, but then to to say that clearly DC thinks it's a success, but he's going to talk about the books anyway, so I don't know. It's a little bit weird of an introduction, but a fascinating book that I've never seen before, so for a buck, why not? And uh, I'll take a picture of it and put it up on my Tumblr, .tumblr peterjohnrios.tumblr.com, so you can all look at that. New comics for Wednesday, July 11th, 2012. I used to do this over on my Twitter, but now I'm going to move it on to uh, the recording here on the Daily Rios. Uh, This is a look at some of the stuff that's come out today that I think uh, is worth your attention. I used to do this on Comic Geek Speak a while back, way back, early on, in some of the earliest episodes. I used to call it Shipping This Week. And used to talk and and pick out some highlights that I I knew that the other hosts would be interested in and the listeners and um, and then actually did it as an iPhone exclusive episode once we got a CGS iPhone app, and used to put out uh, uh, you know again what I thought were standout things and just sort of list off. Uh, from Diamond's list of, of, of comics that were coming out that week and uh, you know I know for the longest time de Debleek used to always do this too over on the Pipeline podcast where he would take the top 10 selections that he he really was interested in and then you know talk about them and I I just think it's a great thing to do and and been doing it. I've been doing on Twitter for a while um the hashtag new comics wednesday just as again a way to provide some some comics that people aren't aware of get some links out there, get some exposure to some of these books. If you have a local comic shop and you haven't been there yet today, by all means, check out some of the stuff if they have it. If they don't, maybe they can order it if it sounds interesting, or another store can order it for you. And if you get your books online, you can probably email your online store and just say, hey, that sounds cool, Can can this be added to my next shipment or down the month or whatever. So here we go. Some comics that came out today that uh, I want you to know about. First up from Dark Horse, Black Sod Silent Hill Hardcover Collection, only nineteen dollars and ninety nine cents. If you don't know anything about Black Sod, uh, it's it's a fantastic bit of work from some from some Spanish creators, um, and I mean European Spanish creators. The first time I was exposed to this book and these characters and these this world was over on Comic Geek Speak. We did an international month book of the month club episode, and Brian uh, said we really should do Black Sod. and we did that on one of the first collections that Dark Horse put out. And it is fantastic. It is beautiful. Uh, the the artwork is so alive and emotive, and uh, it, it's it features anthropomorphic characters. You know, animals that live like humans and talk like humans and act like humans and the facial expressions and the background work. It really is just an amazing uh, bit of comic book art. Uh, So, by all means, you know, check it out. Juan Diaz Canales and Gianjo Guarnido are the creators, and uh, it's an amazing book. So, if you see it on the shelf, by all means, pick it up and just flip through it first uh, because the, the. I think it'll capture your attention. Uh, also from Dark Horse, real quick, uh just realized that uh, Eerie Comics number 1, they're putting out a new Eerie Comics, and this is a, a companion book to their creepy magazine or comic book that, that has been out for a while. So they brought back another horror title, uh, so you can check it out. It's only $2.99, so that's in stores today. From IDW, Big John Buscema's Comics and Drawings. IDW is proud to announce the first American publication of John Buscema, Comics and Drawings, a special edition of the fine art catalog created for the most extensive exhibition of Buscema's art ever staged. Weighing in nearly at 300 pages, this gorgeous hardcover book is a dream come true for fans of the visual mastery of John Buscema, an artist whose ilk we are unlikely to see again. So it does feature comics and drawings. over 300 pages, $59.99, full color and black and white hardcover from IDW. If you like art books, and it's really interesting to see IDW really get into this whole art book side of comics, uh, check this out. IDW has been doing a lot of these. Uh, one for Amanda Connor. I know they're. I think they're doing one for Marie Severin, and maybe I think they did one for Ramona Don So check it out if the if John Buscema is your guy. There's also a new Crow book coming out, Crow number one, which I don't think has anything to do with the, I don't think the original creator, has, James O'Barr, has anything to do with it, but, and apparently I read somewhere he might even be putting out his own new Crow book, so uh, I don't. I know nothing about it, I just see it on the list. Image Comics, well, Walking Dead 100, need I say more, uh, but also Wild Children by Alice Cott and art by Riley Rosmo, who... Became a fan of Riley Rosmo's art from Cowboy Ninja Viking. And this is a a small graphic novel. Graphic novella, I guess you can call it. And I'll just uh, read the blurb here. It says, Guns, Acid Cameras, School. The themes behind the controversial Hellblazer shoot by Warren Ellis and Phil Jimenez merge with the attitude of the Grant Morrison and Philip Bond masterpiece of Teenage Revolt Kill your boyfriend, delivering a story of magic, passion, and disinformation. You can find previews of this online. Just look up "Wild Children One Shot Riley Rosmo Preview," and you'll see some preview pages online. But um, looks like a really great book, uh, something different. You know, don't know much about it other than that's what the premise is. That was the artist, and that was enough for me to uh, go ahead and check it out. Next up from Marvel, nothing new, and uh, I certainly gave this writer a, a little bit of a poke last episode, but Avengers Assemble number 5. I'm actually going to start reading this series. I'm going to go back and get the other issues. Brian Michael Bendis, Mark Bagley, using the cast of characters from the movie, obviously, Hawkeye, Black Widow, and Cap, Thor, Hulk, Iron Man, etc. And the reason I'm, I want to jump on it is because it's bringing in Thanos and the Guardians of the Galaxy are going to be showing up. Obviously, this is so put together because of all the movie continuity that's going on. But it sounds kind of fun, and I I kind of want to check it out. So, Avengers Assemble 5 in stores today. From Fanagraphics, God and Science Return of the T-Girls by Jamie Hernandez, a hardcover, black and white with some color, 1999. Talked about this in other episodes real quick that I have yet to really read Love and Rockets, but this looks awesome. Uh, It says here, Originally serialized in Love and Rockets' new stories, uh, T-Girl's adventures managed to be both a rollicking, creative superhero joyride that ranged from the other side of the universe to Maggie's shabby apartment, and a genuinely dramatic fable about madness, grief, and motherhood as Penny Century's decades-long quest to become a genuine superhero in are finally and tragically fulfilled. Uh, it sounds like there's some new work in here. Let's see, aside from being presented in large in a large format that really displays Hernandez's stunning art, God and Science will be a director's cut version that includes a full 30 new pages in addition to the original 100-page epic, including four new full-color Thai girls covers uh, several expansions of scenes, an epilogue set back in Maggie's apartment, and a long fantasy time warp sequence that draws the focus back on Penny's awful predicament. If you go to Fanographics and, and look this up, they actually have uh, a little video where they show you the interior, uh, some preview pages, and someone's actually flipping through the book. So if you are a Hernandez Brothers fan or... The Love and Rockets fan, and you don't know about this, or maybe you do, or maybe you want another collecting collection of it, here you go. From Action Lab Comics, this is Jack Hammer, Political Science. It is another graphic novella uh, This is that's out today. It says here, Jack McGriskin is a private detective with a strong right arm and a penchant for sticking his nose into other people's problems. When a missing person he's been hired to find turns up dead, he stumbles onto a network of corruption stretching from the streets of Boston to the halls of Congress itself, and the trail takes him back into a world he left behind. This is by the team of Brandon Barrows and Ionic, I guess that's the artist, and it receives its first ever completed collected edition courtesy of Action Lab Entertainment, 1495 full color, 104 pages, limited only to 500 signed numbered and limited to 500 copies, so I'm not sure if you're going to see these in in excess in comic stores, but if it sounds interesting, maybe you can uh, order it from from local comic shop or from uh, your online store. Next up, from an Australian creator, I'm going to butcher this last name, Bruce Muddard, M-U-T-A-R-D, Uh M-U-T-A-R-D, a book called Silence, The Silence. And uh, this was published before, but it's out again. It's from the creator of The Sacrifice, and other books such as A Mind of Love, and Strip Show, and Alice in No Man's Land. Uh, the premise just sounded kind of interesting. When Chuzi McBride discovers an extraordinary artwork, she's determined to track down the unknown artist. With her partner Dimitri, an artist wrestling with his own creative demons, she follows the trail to an exhibition at an enigmatic gallery in northern Queensland. But the creator of the mysterious artworks remains elusive. Increasingly increasingly frustrated and resolved on a dramatic course of action, Choosy insists they make a final visit to the gallery. But will the truth revealed there be what either of them expect? It's 1995. It's from uh, a publishing company called Aurum Press. A-U-R-U-M Press. Uh, but again, you can find some previews on the website BruceMUTARD.com.au So check that out if that sounds interesting. And finally, a series I've really been looking forward to by a creator whose work I really enjoy. This is Punk Rock Jesus, one of six, from uh, Vertigo Comics, by Mr. Sean Gordon Murphy. You can go to seangordonmurphy.com to look at some of uh, his artwork. Premise here is the newest reality show hit has the unlikeliest celebrity of all in this new black-and-white miniseries from Sean Gordon Murphy. J2, the TV series starring a clone of Jesus Christ, causes chaos across a near-future United States in punk rock Jesus. Religious zealots either love or hate the show, angry politicians worry about its influence on the nation, and members of the scientific community fear the implications of of cloning a human being at all let alone the Son of God and what effect will this all have on Gwen the young woman who was selected through an American Idol style process to be the mother of the new messiah all this leads to the hiring of Thomas McHale the clone's bodyguard and a former IRA operative with a turbulent past who must protect the new messiah a baby who captivates the world but grows up to become an angry teenager Uh, 299 in stores today I'm looking forward to it, uh, just because of uh, I enjoy uh, Sean Murphy's artwork. I enjoy the way he approaches comics, and I heard a little bit about what this book is about out at Denver Comic Con. And you know what? I'm I'm there. He's one of the artists. He's he's an artist that I really follow, no matter what they do. Sort of like Riley Rosmo, um, and definitely uh, Dustin Weaver. Uh, These are some some contemporary artists who works whose works I really enjoy, and I try to get more of. Punk Rock Jesus, number one, coming out today. All right, so I mentioned, uh, just to wrap up here, I mentioned South Philly Comics, and I just want it, want you to know if anybody's in the uh, Philadelphia region, they do Second Saturday on Pashuk Avenue here in Philadelphia, and uh, South Philly Comics is going to participate this Saturday, July uh, 14th. Right, July 14th. And uh, what it is is uh, they're going to have a multi-artist weenie roast. (laughs) The work of three artists will adorn the walls of South Philly Comics as we break in our new grill on the patio. So you can get some dogs there and some comics, Uh, South Philly Comics. uh, It's at 1840 East Pashunk Avenue in Philadelphia. Great store. Check it out. Uh, And then I also noticed, uh, and all this is through Facebook, You know, uh, just some things going on uh, this weekend as well. Uh, This is from Comic Break. I don't know if you know what Comic Break is. Comicbreak.com is an online store that uh, is based out of Texas. They offer such things as 30% off monthly pre-orders, 50% off number one issues, 45% off book of the month selections, uh, and they do local events uh, and they're also a proud sponsor of Texas Comic Con. And uh, they have other things on their website, such as uh, dollar store, dollar bin comics, and collections, um, packs of, of completed miniseries and, and, and ongoing series that they sell uh, as a pack. Um, just another place online to get uh, some comics if uh, you're an online person. Let's see an event here. It's Sunday, July 15th, so, so that's this weekend. Uh, join us Sunday, July fifteenth, at the Alamo Draft House in Texas, uh, Alamo Draft House Stone Oak, for a special free screening of Pixar's Cars. At five p.m., writer Alan Porter will be joining us to sign copies of the Cars prequel comic book, The Rookie. And then at six p.m., it's a free screening of Pixar's Cars, Alamo Draft House Stone Oak. Uh, 22806 U.S. Highway 281 North in San Antonio, Texas, and it is free. All you have to do is stop by the box office to pick up your ticket to secure your spot. So that's really cool that they're doing that. Apparently they do that a lot too, so check out uh, Comic Break, either comicbreak.com or their Facebook page as well. All right, that's it for The Daily Rios. Thanks for listening, and I will be back tomorrow.